Welcome to Shh, We're Reading Dirty Books. This is Kalina. And this is Selad. And we are a podcast that reads and reviews paranormal romance novels, and we're so happy to be back with you guys today. Yay! Welcome and Merry Christmas. Happy, happy holidays. holidays. <laughs> and everything else that everybody else celebrates. <laughs> yes. It is that time of year in the podcast world. <laughs> Yes, not in our world. No. But at this very moment as you guys are listening. But yes, yes. So we're happy. We have a special holiday themed story for you today um, that we read because it was fun and holiday and short. Yes. <laughs> and as you guys may or may not know, this is our 99th episode. What? So we're prepping a big, fun episode for next time for our 100th. Mm-hmm. Um, but... uh. In the meantime, we get a quick, fun Christmas story. Yeah, this one's super quick. It was just a real short story, just a bunch of sexy sexiness. So we'll get through it pretty quick. And we know everybody is busy for the holidays and prepping. We hope everybody is safe and having a good time. So we'll just get on with this. Yes. Yeah. We're we're just, we're just going to do it. <laughs> it's just going to happen. <laughs> yes. That's what we're here for. I'm going to give you a cookie first. All right. So... Would you ever walk around in public with a secret toy? Um, would I ever? Maybe. Probably. Maybe. Depending yeah. on the occasion and what kind of public mm-hmm. event, you know, around friends and family? No. <laughs> Work? No. A very just like random night out? Short? Maybe. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? Yeah. This reminds me of that movie with Katherine Heigl, and I don't remember which one it was. It's one of her many, like, rom-com movies where she, I think it was with Gerard Butler, where she had to wear a toy and she was having dinner with friends or her family or something like that, and he can control it, I think. And so he would just, like, start it every once in a while, and she'd, like, oh, like, in the middle of dinner. (laughs) Oh, God, no. Yeah. I think that's the secret, you know, like tabooy fun of it, but that mm-hmm. does sound terrifying. Doesn't it? <laughs> so we have one like that. And I don't it doesn't fit me very well. I don't mm-hmm. uh, you know, like they try to make it as universal as possible. Sure, right? sure. Which I understand they can't fit everybody. It doesn't fit me at all. And I don't really like it. I don't like the way it feels. Also I don't I wear a tampon because I've been doing it for years mm-hmm. and then you get used to the feeling. But when you've got something inserted inside of you and you're walking around with it, it just doesn't feel natural. So it's vaginal. It's not just one that like hangs out over the clit or something. The one that I have is. It's like a it's like a U shape. Okay. I so see. it kind of like I see what yeah, you're it saying. Goes yeah, it goes inside and then like yeah, one side inserts and the uh-huh. other side sits on the clip. Okay. And it can be remote controlled through a phone app. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's like it's fun and it sounds a lot of fun and we've played with it at home. Dan's like, when when I travel, I could just, you know, you could put this on and then I could just start it whenever I want. I'm like, yeah, that sounds terrible. I'm not going <laughs> to let you do that. <laughs> no. Sorry. I'm not going to be in the middle of, like, the boys' swim class and all of a sudden, like, bolt up and be like, oh, God. <laughs> I could just, like, that's, there's so many ways that's problematic. Like, yes. Where you just be like, not now. Anyway. All you're thinking about is that there's a, you know, mm-hmm. an object mm-hmm. inside. Can you imagine if you got into an accident? Oh, fuck. And, like, the ambulance came and got you. <laughs> you know what I mean? Oh, like, fuck. There's going to be a lot oh, of things God. that you'd have to explain. So I think that for me personally, I would rather play with it at home. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But that came in a two, I guess, two toy set or something. Mm-hmm. And the other thing is much more pleasant. Okay. It's a vibrator yeah. of some sort. Yeah. Oh, it's the best toy in the fucking world. Oh. It's the best. It's the best. <laughs> oh, I, gotta show, I gotta show it to you. It's just, it's so wonderful. Nice. It does this, like, intense sucking motion. Oh, yes. And it's got this, like, little circle thing. Uh-huh. I've been this? seeing a lot more of those lately. If you you don't have I don't coming. have any that are in that family. It's like I love the vibrators. Mm-hmm. I'm not talking shit up about them. But this thing is fucking intense. It is <laughs> mine is called a womanizer, which I don't particularly like the name of. No, poor choice. But <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but it's it's a sleek machine and it's 
is like beautiful. It's all black. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so does the portable toy. Well, I guess mm-hmm. they're all portable, but the one that you can like go yeah, to the grocery I, yeah, store. Yeah, yeah. The wearable. The wearable. <laughs> the wearable. Thank, thank you. And the, and it's water. This other one is waterproof. Well, I guess they're both waterproof. But this, it's got this. Oh my god! I I will show it to you um, sometime, <laughs> or I'll send you a link. I got mine from Fascinations. Okay. And it's a little pricey, but so fucking. Worth the it. best ones are. It's just worth it. I'm sorry. Like, yeah, a couple hundred dollars for a vibrator sounds crazy at first until you use one, and then you're like, yeah, that's way better than that. Fucking you know, well twenty dollar well, one I had over yes! here. <laughs> So this was a, a set, and I think it was almost three hundred dollars. So yeah. it's fucking worth it. Mm-hmm. It's so good. It's so. It's, but it's just like yeah. It's got this like sucking intense like. Mm-hmm. It is a little loud. So I find that they are all loud. <laughs> That's true. A lot of them are very loud. God, but, you know, I don't have kids, so I don't really care. <laughs> Like yeah, no. If my windows are open and my neighbors hear it, that's on them. <laughs> <laughs> Stop listening to me on Fridays. <laughs> that's on them. I can't fix that. <laughs> that's awesome. Okay, yeah. But anyway, so yeah, so a that little bit sidetracked there, but it's okay. But it all relates to this delightful book we read today, which is Heat in the Snow. It's Ragnar and Emily from the first book was Deal with Her Dragon. This is kind of like book 1.5. It's a little novella that takes place after Deal with Her Dragon. And it's part of the Thor's Sons Crave Curves series by Ruby Saroy. We read that book one back for episode 73. And if everyone kind of remembers, or if you've listened lately, you will have, we talked about how Emily, a witch who is also uh, makes mead, which wished upon like a spell to have her heart's desire of, you know, saving her meadery. And it basically got entangled with this fire dragon named Ragnar, who turns out had a problem with witches, but through, you know, out the book, they came to fall in love and he got over his witch issue and uh by the end they were pretty happily mated and hoarded and all of that lovely stuff so this book takes place at christmas time hence the christmas theme and emily and ragnar have gone up to past the arctic circle in in sweden up to lapland for a seven day vacation little break before christmas and to have some, you know, private sexy times. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's really what the book's about. <laughs> That's 100% what the book's um, about. The little kind of plot is Emily has her heart set on getting an engagement ring. She like she loves Ragnar and she's happy to be his mate and his hoarded mate in this world. Dragons put their mates in their hordes. <laughs> Mm-hmm. I don't know. As all thing. <laughs> um, but she is a traditionalist and really wants a full-blown wedding. And, you know, she had been married before and her ex, Peter, was a real piece of shit and treated her very badly when, you know, things happened. And she just wants to kind of – she didn't think she'd ever want to try again. But now that she's with Ragnar, she feels like she really wants to be married. But she's afraid to tell him. She doesn't want to express this to him in case he thinks it's silly and laughs at her. So the whole time she's all like, I really just want a ring. And then like all in her head about it. And he doesn't give her a ring for their first like two presents. And she's just like kind of upset. And But of course it would be the third present, Emily. Come on. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Why would it be the second one? <laughs> Why would it be? That doesn't make any sense. Come on, lady. But Come anyway. On, so that's kind of the, that's the crisis of the story because there really isn't mm-hmm. anything else it's just them hanging out eating good food fucking 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 <laughs> fucking fucking fu- oh my other god page it's just oh a bunch of the sex so much well i'll actually we don't get all that much direct sex considering how sexy the book is there's yeah, a lot of right. like they are about to do it and then we get the next scene and i'm like Where'd my sex I, go? I thought about that too. But there were explicit ones. Too, oh, there though. were. Because it really was just like 100 pages of fucking. <laughs> it was like, like the book's 115 pages, and I think about 90 of that is, yeah. is sex or sexual, is. sexual teasing. Mm-hmm. But it's super, I mean, it's, it's fun. It's well written, it's cute, and it gives us a little, you know, reminder back to this world. Mm-hmm, of witches mm-hmm. and dragons in Sweden, which was a fun world. Yep. So we, you know, I liked it. I think the big pieces to take away, or like the fun things to talk about are 
Ragnar's first two presents to Emily are magic jeweled underwear. Lingerie. <laughs> lingerie. Gemmed, vibrating. <laughs> well, like the first one is a bra type thing. So it's a, it's a it's bejeweled chains that hang from like the neck to the waist and are uh, imbued with a spell that helps like that builds arousal. So every time the stones and the gems mm-hmm. kind of like stroke over her breasts and over her nipples, it builds her arousal. And so he makes her wear it when they go cross country skiing. <laughs> yeah. It's so- like dipped in bleach or something to like stimulate her. <laughs> so yeah. Yeah. Magic underwear. Magic underwear, but not the Mormon kind, the sexy not kind. Not the Mormon <laughs> The real sexy guy. <laughs> the real sexy guy. I couldn't. I couldn't help it though. When especially when once she got the underwear, like the second piece of it, I was like, "How do, does this only go across? Like, how did? Do, how does it fold? And like, where does it lay? Because I don't want to be sitting on a bunch of jewels and beads and stuff. And she had to wear that almost everywhere they went as well. Um, I think it is up your piece. butt. If I had to guess. <laughs> It sounded like, like a thong. <laughs> okay, okay, and I'm hoping that wasn't jewel encrusted because oh, that's I can only imagine that the whole of it was. I was struggling with that too because I was like, mm. I was like, oh man, I feel like I would get a lot of scratches. Yes, see and bruises. I, I was trying my best to like suspend belief for this because obviously it's magical jewelry, so obviously it, it, it's it's yes. gonna be better than anything we can think of, and it's made by magical dark elves of yes. the Nordic uh, folklore. So. The Svartovs, I think, is who they said. But anyway, um, so I'm just trying to pretend that it's not like any jewelry I know. But I keep thinking about, like, chain and gemstones together. And I just, it's going to pinch and cut you. (laughs) Yes. or In in that delicate area. (laughs) Even if it's just, like, jewelry string, that stuff can cut through you also. That could be sharp if it's pulled tight enough. Yeah, I know. But I was, (laughs) I was, like... Don't go there. Don't be in reality. Let's just have magic underwear yeah. that feels good to wear. <laughs> That's the thing. You have to suspend yourself from the realm of reality and pretend you're a dragon and a witch. <laughs> Absolutely. So yeah, so that first day with the bra, he makes her wear it to go cross-country screen, and then they have a picnic. And, and keep in mind, it is up north of the Arctic Circle around like the 20-something of December, which means it is pitch black all the time. There's no sun. The sun doesn't come up during this period of time. And it's probably negative 40-ish. That's that's what it was when I was there. So <laughs> they're skiing in the dark and they stop and have a picnic. But basically they just like drink hot chocolate and then he like fucks her. <laughs> Do these places that she's described in like those... I don't know, like ice restaurants and things like that. Do those places exist there? Yes. Do you know? Mm-hmm. Wow. Yes. I want to go there so bad. There's like an ice hotel and like an ice bar. Yep. Wow. Let's do it. You want to? Sure. I'll go. Has it been a while since you've, well. I've never were, been to a, I've seen those, but Finland. I had never, I was young, so we didn't go to like the ice bar, but. Oh, okay. Um, I just know that they do exist. Yeah. It all sounds swell. I think so too. But that's oh, why it was funny because they couldn't stay at the ice hotel because he's a hot, he's a fire yeah. dragon, so he would have melted <laughs> it. <laughs> well, and especially with all the fucking sex that they had. Oh, yeah. You no. guys, they had sex everywhere. They had sex, obviously, in their room, in their shower in a sauna in the practically in the restaurant they, they did a had... little sex in the restaurant <laughs> yeah I mean, not he just put his hand down her pants until mm-hmm. she came but that's in the that took place in the restaurant yeah like under the you know just out in the open just out in the open they did a lot of it, it was, i mean yeah, that's what you do on a sex vacation though i mean if you're there to do it and if you can't get enough of each other why, why not not so, yeah, and then, like, yeah, the second day he gives her the underwear to match the top, and instead of being an arousal piece, it's a enhancement, so it, like, enhances her orgasm. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But there's that little, what, like, ball or another gem or something that sits, like, right on the clit and it helps stimulate it, though, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. So, there's a lot of beads down there. A lot of beads. That are rubbing around down there. <laughs> and he and that one, he wants her to wear to dinner. So she wears, she wears the whole thing to dinner. And then at dinner, he, you know, puts his hand under her skirt and makes her eat dessert while he pleasures her. 
Which I, I just, would be like, I can't do two things at once, no, you fucking I asshole. <laughs> I would, there's a lot, like, too much going on. One, it's in a public space. So, like, the thought of it sounds amazing, right? It sounds really cool because it's just something different. It's just it, so, it's so naughty. It is so, <laughs> so naughty. naughty. But also, I'm trying to fucking enjoy dessert. Yeah, don't fuck and, with my dessert. I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> kind of don't want i kind of don't want you to do that while I'm eating my dessert. i don't know i also have a really hard time being sexy i'm just not a sexy person so when food gets involved or when he's like <laughs> licking his fingers you know because he licks his fingers a lot during this and yep, yep, and they yep. talk a lot he talks a lot yep, yep. during the sex capades and i'm like just sh- shut up <laughs> <laughs> just fuck and shut shut up and fuck <laughs> But that's me. That's just a personal thing of my own. I don't know. I don't know. I enjoyed it. I thought it was real sexy. Everything was super fun. And I'm actually real happy for Emily because she enjoys the kind of attention. I don't think I would do so well with it. No, I think, yeah, you know, you have to find the right person if you're going to be kind of like this. (laughs) Like, it seems like it's nothing she necessarily sought out beforehand, but with him, it kind of, he brings it out in her and she enjoys that. That's true. Because she like, I mean, she does get embarrassed a bit, like at the restaurant where she's like, people might watch. But then she's also was like, well, I didn't tell you to stop. So, <laughs> you know. Yeah. She's like, she's into it. She's not. Yeah. It's not like, yeah, she's not fighting it or anything. And then I, I like how they kind of alternate who's in charge, kind of. Because, mm-hmm. like, at the sauna scene, she took control and, like, yeah, told him did. what to do and how she wanted to handle that night she it's not just him like dictating a whole bunch of terms to her about things so mm-hmm. i like that and she's you know she did what she wanted she took her pleasure the way she wanted it <laughs> that was a really sexy scene to experience the whole sauna scene mm-hmm. and i want to experience not the sex part of it because i think that having sex in a sauna doesn't sound very good i mean it sounds good for them <laughs> but it's just too hot and steamy for me <laughs> I just we'd I have to know. have like the sauna would have to be turned down way low, like way low room temperature sauna, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> or like like warm day in the house without AC on sauna. <laughs> like, that's about the level of sauna so, I could do for sex. Not a sauna. <laughs> not a sauna. <laughs> The snow outside, though, even though it was negative 40 degrees, sound amazing. I thought that sounded really awesome. And I think that even, I mean, especially with the thought of him being a fire dragon, you know, mm-hmm. you could warm it up a little bit and help keep the places and parts warm with your fireness. And we could fuck in the snow. Let's do this. That, to me, sound a lot better than the sauna. <laughs> So you like so you like the outside picnic scene? I do more like than the, the sauna one. Scene. Yep, I was all for it. And they talked about the auroras. Mm-hmm. Said that she described a really nice picture, laid out a really beautiful scenery for us on that. That I would. There's a. I think it's in multiple places, but there's definitely one up in Alaska that is all like glass igloos. There's a hotel. Yes, that's I all think glass I've seen igloos it. where you go and stay out underneath the borealis and uh, the aurora borealis, and that is where I want to have sex. Let's go <laughs> under the magical sky in a glass yes. igloo. <laughs> that all sounds so. We'll take a cruise. Okay, out to Alaska. We'll okay. do the Alaskans cruise and mm-hmm. go stay in an igloo, mm-hmm. and then well, yeah, yeah, yes, definitely. That all sounds fucking all right. Fantastic. We're we got a plan. Done. Next trip <laughs> is Alaska to the Aurora Borealis. Here we go. Okay. So anyway, yeah, tons and tons of sex just everywhere. They're a fun couple. They're really loving. They really, really love each other. But a big theme of this book, like Kalina said, is the marriage proposal that Emily is wishing for throughout the whole thing. And she doesn't tell him at first, but she knows that he knows, or maybe she suspects that he knows, and he absolutely knows. She can't decide if she wants him to know or doesn't want him to know. She's constantly like, I hope he knows. I hope he doesn't know. What if he knows? And then he (laughs) makes fun of me. No, I hope he doesn't know. Maybe he knows. And I'm like, yeah, whoa, (laughs) take a breath. That's something... (laughs) It, that's hard to relate to because I can't 
like I can't fathom that that mind process, right? Of of being the person who wants their partner to propose to them, right? Yeah. Dan and I are married, but I don't think ever once was I like, oh, I wish he'd propose to me. Also, we got married really early, really soon. We were only together for like a year before mm-hmm. he proposed to me in his sleep. <laughs> That's insane. We were, well, no, it was my sleep. I was asleep. Yeah, I was asleep and he proposed to me because he was watching Boy Meets World. But it was like, we didn't have a ring. We didn't have anything. We were poor. We were just a bunch of poor kids that didn't have anything. I don't know. I don't know if I would have a different mindset if it was like years later and we'd been dating for a while. And then we're like, okay, now I'm ready. Because marriage means different things to different people. And obviously to Emily, even though she's already mated to Ragnar and Mm -hmm. hoarded and all of that, like magical stuff that is actually more in depth than just a marriage (laughs) certificate. (laughs) It kind of like is a contract you cannot break. (laughs) Yeah, you cannot break this. But for her, the marriage and the proposal and the ring and all that means a lot. So I guess, you know, I guess that's enough. And he wants to make her happy. He will do anything to make her happy. So obviously it happens. But like, I guess it's sort of a hard thing for us to talk about because it's, I don't know. I don't know how to relate to that. For me, it's just like, yeah. my marriage means a lot. My certificate means a lot to me. To Dan, it may seem just like a piece of paper, even though our marriage means a lot to him. But even if we weren't, I don't think that that would have changed anything. Yeah. You know? I know. It's hard because I also wouldn't really care because I don't. <laughs> <laughs> And I've been in much longer term relationships that have never ended in an engagement. And that's cool, too. Mm -hmm. But it seems like I just I have a hard time with how this one piece is something that she's so afraid to talk about with him. Yeah. Because like they've gone through a lot together in like that first book. And they, you know, basically broke up for a while and then she realized what he had done for her and how much she missed him and wanted him Mm -hmm. and couldn't live without him. So she called him back and, you know, completed their bonding thing with the sandwich story, which I only (laughs) kind of remember. But (laughs) she just... I feel like she should, I wish she could have voiced that desire to him if it was Mm -hmm. that important. I mean, obviously he knew. He He picked up on it. And he had a whole plan and she kind of ruined his plan. She did. <laughs> Which was a little sad because like, again, like I said, you know, it was com- they they had a guest agreed to before the trip that they were going to do three gifts over three days with the last one being on Christmas. And they went out to dinner. And but beforehand, she decided the day, like the day before she just woke up and decided she was going to proposed to him so she went out and got a ring and had it specially engraved and sized and all of the stuff for him and then and then they're sitting at dinner and dessert comes and he's all like i made a very like it's a smorgasbord which is a very typical um swedish it's essentially a buffet and they do that Mm -hmm. around the holiday where it's just all this food out you know buffet style so you just eat it when you want it and as you go but he had specifically ordered her dessert and he told her this before dinner and he's like it's it's special for you you know, I couldn't let you just eat buffet dessert. Come on. Because <laughs> she loves dessert so much and it's a thing between them. So she knows it's coming and dessert comes and she goes, no, I want to give you my gift first. And he's like, just let's back up. Let's just, why don't you eat your dessert and then we can do this. And she's like, no. <laughs> and so she like forces him to open a ring and he doesn't say anything. He's like, could you just eat your dessert now? And she's like crying. He doesn't react to it because inside they're engraved inside the ring, which which she had personally made for him, says, I wish for a sandwich, which was yeah, which what was happened at the end of the her final book. Her final wish, wish that banged them yeah. together. And, <laughs> and so she's sitting there crying. Tears are rolling down her face as she eats this ice cream. And then, whoa, lo and behold, there's a fucking ring in it. <laughs> <laughs> yep. And like the ice is, has been sh- carved to say, will you marry me, Emily? Or marry me, Emily, something like that. Mm-hmm. And so she's all happy now. And she's like, yes, but you have to answer my question. And like, I mean, it's a very cute moment, but it's one of those where we were kind of talking and it's like, this is why proposals are so stupid. <laughs> I know. <laughs> it was- 
Because you hang so much importance on it, and he had planned it out to a T, and he just mm-hmm. didn't want to ruin the surprise for the whole weekend. Every time she kind of hinted around it, and like yeah. asked him if she was getting more jewelry, and he just kind of joked with her about being greedy, and she got really quiet and be like, oh no, it's fine, I like my jewelry, it's fine. And I'm just like, all he wanted was for you to just like chill out <laughs> mm-hmm. for one fucking more meal and eat this just- damn dessert. <laughs> fucking relax because he's been planning on it for so long and instead she just like i mean they're fine and it's cute and lovely but i just but you're right i mean you're right though like you've got the one piece and the two piece of your sexy lingerie you know that the third piece is gonna be something else he's not gonna give you the ring first he's He's not going to it's going to be the third gift on christmas it will always be that (laughs) that's the tradition i guess not tradition but that's just the assumption right yes that is. And and he's he's talked multiple times about how he wants to see you cr- encrusted head to toe in, in gems and stuff. How mm-hmm. his dragon loves that. So he gives you two pieces of gem jewelry and then is like, obviously the third one's going to be the word. I just, I just, w- yeah. I, obviously this is how it's a story. If we, if we had our way, it would have well, just sure. been a, it wouldn't even have been that much of a story. Because no, it'd just it be like, and nobody had conflict and everybody was happy and they all communicated perfectly. Exactly. Um, because then she didn't answer him right she goes i can't give you an answer until you yeah give me an answer to my ring that i gave you or a reaction to the ring that i gave you and i was like what you've been (laughs) this is the moment you've been waiting for why do you need his reaction for do you you gave it to him too soon it wasn't you should have just let it Play out the way it was supposed to play out. I want to know what her original third gift was going to be before she did the ring thing. That's true, because that one was just She came up with it, like, impromptu while she was up there. Her first two to him was, like, the first one was... It's a, a mead label, like a wine label for mm-hmm. for a mead she and her partner have created that has like a dragon on it. And it's it's kind of like flavored to evoke him and his fire. It's like a fiery sweet mead or something. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's a beautiful dragon illustrated label. And so she gives that to him because she's making a special mead for him. And then the second one is a whiskey mead that she made like years ago. That she only has two bottles of left. They've been aging for like a decade. And so she mm-hmm. gives him one to drink with her. So they're very nice, like sweet things that she, you know, are important to her and important to their story because he helped her save the meadery. And so it's, it's, you know, there has to have been a third thing she was going to give him. And then she's like, nah, I'm going to give him a ring. <laughs> <laughs> she never explained what the third one would have been. Oh, well. She just, she saw an opportunity to get his ring size because he never apparently takes off his ring. Or his, uh, what is it? It's a signet um, ring. His dragon signet ring. ring. Yeah. And apparently he only takes it off to shower and she snuck in, drew pictures and sized it and stuff and then sent it over to the Sumi? Sammy? Sammy. Sammy? Yeah, she's a, oh, she's like a Sami. A Sami. Sami, yeah. The native people of Lapland. And then she got it created and it sounds awesome. I think it sounds really cool. Oh yeah, it sounds beautiful. It's like a, it's like a reindeer antler and gold Mm -hmm. intertwined kind of like together in a ring. Sounds beautiful. I bet it's gorgeous. I just came up with an idea that I don't know if it's a true idea or not. And actually I think I came up with it because the way I envisioned the proposal and how, how the message is written into the ice on the plate or whatever or engraved it said marry me emily i wonder if there are restaurants out there who would engrave uh, like a dessert plate that has a message on it where they could keep the plate after you know what i mean oh that's or, a like, really good they, idea like if they're like you know you could put this special message on this plate they should be like we don't even need it to be the the restaurant or them to be personalized there should just be plates with raised lettering that sa- yeah. reads will you marry me will that, you marry me that people or, that yeah. you can take to the restaurant and be like just cover this with a cake yes congratulations <laughs> happy birthday happy birthday you like know? a bunch of shit yeah. i'm leaving you for your sister I mean, there's so many things you could put so much so many on these things. that one's gonna sell so much i'm leaving you for your sister yeah but and then even like an opportunity if they wanted to, to make it personalized i mean anybody who fucking has a like an etsy shop can do this or knows how to I don't, okay, not anybody. But uh, look, I just, we just gave away a million dollar idea. Somebody take this and run with it and then give us a plate for free. I think, I think that sounds like such a good idea. I don't have any of that kind of stuff, but it's like, 
call ahead and say, my fiance's name is Jonathan and I want to propose to him. He likes chocolate ice cream, you know? Yeah. And then, will you marry me, Jonathan? I just, there's so many stories you read about those going so poorly that I just do not think public proposals are such a good Oh, God, no. No, I don't. Oh, no. I just, I I think it's a bad situation to put in, to put somebody in. Even if you know you love them, you know they they love you and whatever. It just isn't that pressure. And for as somebody who, who has so much anxiety anyway, I I don't, and I don't want to be the center of attention of an entire fucking restaurant. No, it's bad enough when they start singing happy birthday. Oh, fuck that noise. No. That's when you get up and you start dancing and embarrass your friends for them. I'm like, you did this. Watch me now. They did that to me at work, and they thought that they were embarrassing me until I got up and started dancing and, like, doing weird shit. And they're like, what? (laughs) And I was like, yeah, now who's embarrassed, motherfuckers? (laughs) But anyway, back to what you were saying about, I guess, the the way she was feeling about not feeling like she was able to just straight up talk to him about, you know, a marriage proposal or an engagement ring or anything like that because she felt like it was a silly thing i don't think that's probably the most important conversation you can have with your partner (laughs) it's the least silly thing that there is because it's super big and like you know i think a silly thing would be like worrying that you wanted to buy a flamingo shower curtain (laughs) and you were afraid he was like not gonna want a shower of rife flamingos (laughs) Um, <laughs> and that's a silly thing. That's Mar- a silly thing. Marriage is not a silly thing. So no, that's that's a big commitment, and you do and should be able she, to talk about it. Without you have fear to be. It. And she was carrying so much emotion about this. Yeah, she like was. she was, she was. I mean, it was in her head all the time. She was even talking to her kind of estranged friend Linnea, mm-hmm. who from the first book kind of she's not all that happy with this whole situation because. You know, she's a witch who hates dragons. She's a witch, and he like busted up their circle at some. You know, I think they were trying to banish him. They or were something, trying to banish and, him, and and, and he, he was just like, like uh, no, thanks. he had to kind of fuck shit up, and it he made did. it made her scared, and she didn't like it. So she's not a big fan of Ragnar's. Uh, spoiler alert: next book she is her, her book, and story. she fucks the dragon. <laughs> Doesn't that? Did you read it? No, only the first half is out, and I cannot read a book that is only half a book. <laughs> But did you read the two excerpts that that were at the end of this book? Oh, uh, no. Because, you know, I don't read those. That's right. You don't read them. Okay. That's well, good. Oh, I'm sure it's good. But she's only put out part one of it. And I'm like, excuse me, where's part two? Uh, <laughs> I'll Ruby's read, dragons I'll read, are hot. I'll read it when it has a beginning and an end. But I sure should am not reading a book that's right. only half read. Then brand. don't. Don't so. do it, but it's 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 pretty good. But yes, but anyway. uh, so she's talking to her friend, like Emily's talking to Linnea, and is all like, "I really hope he gives me a diamond ring." And I'm like, "That's a weird person to tell. He doesn't. She doesn't even like him. She hates uh, him. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. So she's just so invested in it, and she just is dragging around all this weight of like expectation, but also like I'm so silly for thinking this, and I'm being greedy because it's already perfect as it is, and she just mm-hmm. won't talk to him about it. And the whole time I'm just like, "Could you just like talk to him about?" those yeah it's hard to read something like that or even to see this type of a storyline on in movies and shows and stuff because i love these books and this book was good it was sexy and it had a a fun storyline and everything but it's almost kind of like it's always stigmas like this that perpetuates i think women's thought process around proposals and like how they should react and how they should be afraid or or yeah what i mean like they're not brave enough to bring it up to their partners and talk about it when that's what they should be doing instead of going through this whole phase where they don't need to no a healthier relationship would be an open one that you could talk about these concerns Mm -hmm. with and it's kind of sad that she can't it's a little upsetting yeah but it's okay they work it out they're fine there's no there's no actual conflict or drama (laughs) no they do and then they get back to the hotel room and just like fucking fuck how explicit does ruby get about his fucking foreskin (laughs) oh my god there's so much talk about that fucking penis and that foreskin his mating fist Mm. it's just (laughs) 
It's a lot. There's a lot of it. And like that was our kiss and tell from the first episode w- was about uncircumcised Circumcis- penises. Yeah. <laughs> Cuz not many of our books really discuss no. whether or not they are or they they're don't. very explicitly circumcised. So But Ragnar is very proud of him, which he should be. All I could think about is just like an inflating balloon that just gets Oh, the knot? In the shape of a penis. Yes. <laughs> penis, but also, yeah, the mating knot does sound a little mm-hmm. intense. And, I mean, where you're just like, um, okay. <laughs> yeah, it, it does. It sounds, it sounds uh, super I also super don't like, intense, like, but... he, at one point she used, like, the phrase, like, he bottomed out up against her womb. And I was like, nah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, every time I hear something like that, I always think about you. I'm like, I bet Kalina loved that one. I hate that. My cervix <laughs> hates that. My cervix does not like to be poked. You're like, oh, I just don't want to hear it. I, well, I, it hurts. I'm sorry. Every, oh, like, guys need to understand this. This is why length isn't always, like, the answer because, I don't know, maybe it's not universal. Again, vaginas are different. Penises are different. But mm-hmm. the couple times where I've experienced that where the dick's long and it goes all the it's way to the cervix, it hurts. Pleasant. And I'm like, stop fucking poking that. Stop. Stop it. Don't it. Don't, don't poke that. <laughs> stop poking me there. <laughs> it doesn't like it. <laughs> Speaking of, have you ever had sex to where you bled without being on your period? Yes. Where it looked like? you were on your period now what is there an explanation for it or is just one of those things I think it's probably due to lack of lubrication and so tearing because it's a lot of friction it's a lot so like if if I'm not properly ready turned on yes (laughs) and like let's go yeah and we do this anyway there's gonna be yeah there's gonna just be micro tears throughout okay. probably the vagina yep. because it, it's just not lubricated and it's not happy. It, like Because it, it engorges and stretches and does all this stuff when it's aroused. When it's ready. Yeah, when it's wet. But if it's, and it's not, a, yeah. then it's in the state of like Shock. it's normal. <laughs> it's normally that's the way it normally exists, which is you know. Yes. Which is not not aroused. Puffy, wet, or no, aroused. It's, it's not ready it's for not ready. anything. Okay. So yes, when you have kind of aggressive, unprepared sex, like not unprepared, okay. but just un, there's no when you're not play. quite yes, ready yes, for yes, and there's the just insertion. a lot of like really fierce pumping penetration <laughs> happening there. Yeah. yeah. Then I've definitely yes. had it where I've been like, well, that hurt more than I liked. <laughs> But that was for early me, days. That was early days before I kind of learned to, yeah, like figure to, out myself first and mm-hmm. be like, wait, wait, Prep, take care we're of yourself. Not, we're not there yet. We're not ready yet. Put it away. <laughs> yes, before you knew that you can actually, there's stuff for it. Or, oh, lube exists. It's oh, delightful. You know, that thing. You know? Yeah. You know, all that stuff. And then, you know, just okay. exerting yourself. Yeah. Because it's kind of a shocker when all of a sudden you're done and you turn the lights on and you're like, holy shit, I'm having my period. Wait a minute. I had my period two weeks ago. <laughs> yeah. This doesn't seem right. And you're like, nope, that's uh, just a sad vagina. <laughs> it is a sad vagina. Sa- sad after after sex, sad vagina. Then you wear like panty liner the next day and you don't have your period. And then you're like, what the shit just happened? You don't know. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, I'm glad I'm not the only one to experience that. I was very confused with my cycle there for a second. <laughs> no. Well, also because, so there's four phases. You know, we have our four phases mm. throughout the cycle and two are wet and two are dry. So okay. uh, follicular and ovulation, the early two, you're just naturally wetter. You're produ- okay. That's when you're, you probably see the stuff in your underwear yeah. the, just yeah. during uh-huh. the cycle. It's just what happens. It's your, your vagina is producing. It's part of the hormone cycle and also to make sperm go up there and stick. That's like the, yes. kind of the point. <laughs> We got to get the evolution this, of it all. We got to yes. get it in there and we got to get it sticking so that the, the egg can come out and they can meet. <laughs> uh, but then the next two cycles and everyone's confused because they think menstrual is wet too because you're bleeding, but it's not. That's not that's not lube. That's blood. <laughs> but um, oh, that right. and yes, yes. luteal, which is the, th- the third si- phase of the cycle, is a dry phase. You're just drier. Mm. So if you're having sex in that phase, you might find that that's when you need more lube. I see. Than you think, yeah. Okay. It's just the way that the hormones are shifting and what they're doing. Yeah. Look at that. We haven't had a PSA for the episode in a long time. <laughs> Thank well, you. There you go. <laughs> uh, uh, let's do our kiss and tell. Okay. It's time. It's time. 
Okay, so speaking of Emily's wish that she had just been asking for this whole book and got it at the end, which was his proposal, we are going to kiss and tell this episode about our Christmas wish. What is our heart's desire for this year and stuff? Yeah. Want to go first? No, I don't, because I know I proposed this as our kiss and tell, (laughs) (laughs) but I did it with, like, completely no planning as to what I actually want. So, I don't particularly want anything. I do, though, really like this idea of three gifts. Mm -hmm. So, I kind of want to pose it to Dan and say, hey, let's do a three gift thing, like three days before Christmas, and just give it to each other or something, or like three weeks or something. You know, just, I don't Mm -hmm. know. It sounds fun to me. Mm -hmm. Dan is super hard and super easy at the same time to buy because he is satisfied pretty much with anything I give him, but asks for nothing. (laughs) I do have a couple of ideas of things that that he has asked for in the past that I, by the way, side note, Kalina, might ask you to buy and I will pay you on the side. Sure, 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 sure. Because he's in charge of all the financials. It's not that he'll get mad that I'm buying it, but he'll know that I bought something. but he'll see. It won't be a surprise. I get it. I'm on top. I get that. So that's why they invented Venmo. <laughs> exactly. And you and I Venmo each other back and forth. All just the, the same time. money. <laughs> it's the same exact money. We recycle back and forth. Like, you take it. So I'll, I'm, I'm going to ask you if you can help me with that. But and, and I don't know what three things I would ask for. Honestly, I've got I'm actually I, I hate to say this, but I'm pretty spoiled. I get pretty much anything I want. I don't ask for a lot either. Mm-hmm. So I, this was a lame one for us. So you don't know. And I have no answer. <laughs> I know. <laughs> well, I don't, I mean, I don't want anything. I don't know. <laughs> I would like to have like a date, I think. Okay. Yeah. That's a good one. Would you do a Christmas date? Like a date on a Christmas? No, I feel like that's a lot of craziness. <laughs> but I've been like, you know, I think by now, like by then, by Christmas, I'd like to have had a date through one of these dumb apps that I'm trying to utilize <laughs> that are stupid. They're, They're not stupid. very good. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, so maybe that. That might be fun or something. Okay. I mean, like, that's not a thing that anyone can give me. It's not like um, a traditional gift or anything, you know? It's not, but your friends can see what kind of networking they've got <laughs> and try to get... Th- I know that it's on dance plate now. But, it's uh, on all of these guys who work with other guys. <laughs> exactly. So... Yeah. So okay. Yeah. yeah. So something. Cool. Yeah. I feel like that would be that would be good this year. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. I mean, I would settle for a really nice dinner date. That's fun. Just feed me. I do love dinner dates. I like food. <laughs> I love food. It just sounds so delightful. So good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that was part. Like that is something that Ruby does super fucking well in both books. Is oh like my the God. food. Describe the food. Like it is to die for. And like yes. this woman's enjoyment of food is so high and i love how much ragnar appreciates that she appreciates food you know she's repping sweden pretty hard like i've always wanted to travel up there Uh uh-huh but now i want to go there more than ever oh yeah it's nice like i love the the scandinavian countries are really awesome yeah i like them You've told us, and <laughs> I want to go, and now Ruby is telling us, and now I want to go even more. So, what's going to happen? Okay. My critters are opening the door and shutting them. The, the cat or the dog? Or your no, my kids? children. Oh, your kids. <laughs> well, you do have legit critters. You're right. I do have legit critters. <laughs> but if they knew how to open a doorknob, I'd hey, be rude. Canelo oh. has, like, because none of our doors actually latch, latch. He can mm. open, he just pushes on every door and he can go anywhere he wants in the house. Nice. <laughs> it doesn't matter. Shut doors don't matter to him. Because he's just like, oh, awesome. I'll just push this open. And we're like, I guess you will. Hey, guys. It's real fun for the bathroom. Oh, I bet. <laughs> That's a treat. Is when he <laughs> just decides to come in and you're like, hey, not now. He, he likes to join me in the bathroom sometimes when I'm there. Mm-hmm. He's done it twice. Mm-hmm. Like, hey, bud. And then he's just like, yeah, this was a mistake. I shouldn't have walked in here with you. But, you know, <laughs> what's done is done. <laughs> But anyway, so yeah, good sex in this book, guys. A lot of mating fists, a lot of hard cock and fucking fuck, fuck, fuck. And, Oof. And, and, yeah. and again, like we said, it's quick. It's like, I think it suggested like two hours to read. I yeah. mean, it didn't take me that long, but it's just a good, if you really want to just get some really turned on scenes, <laughs> mm-hmm. just to read some nice sex 
get turned on, read this book. Yep. So. Oh, fun fuck yep. fact. Oh, yes. Fun fuck fact. We should do that. So today's fun fuck fact comes from a Washington Post article titled, Why So Many People Get Engaged Around Christmas and Why You Might Not Want To. Uh, by Roxanne Roberts, and it's from December of 2017. I'm not going to read, like, much of it, but one of the stats is that 40% of engagements happen between Christmas and Valentine's Day, with Mm -hmm. the the most popular days being Christmas Eve, Christmas Day, followed by New Year's Eve, New Year's Day. Uh, A lot of people want to share it with family. They're usually around family at that time. You know, it's already a kind of a time to be giving, so it seems to make sense. Lots of stuff about that. So it's popular. If that's what you're into, go ahead, do it. But there's a caveat. There's some legal legal things to think about. (laughs) This is great. And this is just a piece of information to share with anyone. Traditionally, if it were to come down to a legal question, an engagement ring is a conditional gift, which means if the marriage doesn't take place, the ring goes back to the purchaser. Mm -hmm. That's usually how it works. Unless the ring is given during a traditional holiday like Christmas, Valentine's Day, or birthdays, where Mm -hmm. those traditional gifts are considered the property of the receiver Mm -hmm. and not the giver. So if you were to give that engagement ring on Christmas, because it's cute and it's holiday and there's family around... And then the relationships fall apart, and you want your ring back, you might not legally be allowed to get it back. Uh, sorry. <laughs> you gave it as a gift. The courts have tended to side with the receiver during the on those issues because of the traditional gift-giving nature of the holiday in which you gave mm-hmm. the gift. So just be aware of that, because I think that's a really... I mean, it's sad, obviously, but it's also kind of... Uh, <laughs> yeah. Like, somebody had to keep a ring and get sued and the court had to go well you gave it to her on christmas as a gift you can't, so you can't get can't it back, it back. sorry <laughs> i'm you know what i'm in agreement with that i think generally i would say if it was not on a gift giving holiday that the purchaser of the ring should absolutely get that ring back 100 percent. yeah unless it was like a family heirloom that belonged to the other person yeah then i then i get that too that belongs to the family that should go back to the family absolutely but, you know if you wrapped it up and put a pretty bow on it, it was under the tree and then you know yeah then stuff. goodbye bye-bye and there was the one that you said what was the average cost of a ring six thousand dollars is the average engagement ring cost in the u.s that's amazing at least that in 2017 which is like you know four years ago so maybe it's gone up since then oh yeah inflation for <laughs> sure mm-hmm. <laughs> cool i liked those facts i think that was fun that's yeah um great do we want to rate do we rate christmas what do we do yeah i think we have to i mean okay (laughs) obviously i think we should probably just rate the sex of the book the book it's i mean it's well written and it's it's fun Mm -hmm. but it's not there's not a story there it's not it's not part of the big story (laughs) no no and also yeah it's just it's an interlude kind of between books so Mm -hmm. but the sex is like a straight nine Nine for me it's a Mm -hmm. nine like it's delightful and squishy and uh get really uh got really little like horny listen to it this is actually or not listening reading it i actually have read it twice because <laughs> i read it That's after right. we read the first one because i was like hmm, i like holiday books <laughs> <laughs> So, yeah. Yeah, I enjoyed it. I thought it was a lot of fun. It's a cute little read before the holidays and get yourself out of whatever mess you're in right now and just jump into some ice castle in Sweden. It just sounds like a, a little bit of a fun time. So Absolutely. Yeah. So, yeah, it's a little fun read for this holiday season. Yeah. Okay, guys. So our next episode is our big 100th episode. It's been, what, four years? Three years? Mm-hmm. Four. Four, times. four years, Coming guys. up at the end to the end of our fourth year and of podcasting. Thanks to Kalina's impeccable timing and scheduling fucking, like, she is amazing. You guys have no idea. We were able to get our 100th episode as our very, you know, last episode before the next year. So this is amazing. <laughs> I guess, uh, should we just tell them what we're going to do? Or Yeah, I mean, it's going to be a bit of a departure. We're not doing a standard episode, so there mm-hmm. won't be a book. 
don't be sad, guys. We'll get right back into books for the next. <laughs> don't you worry. <laughs> for the next episode. But for 100, we're going to do a little diversion or a little something different. We're going to go back and review our past years, kind of the ev- not every episode or anything, but our favorites, touch upon our favorite segments, our favorite topics, our favorite men, our favorite women, mm-hmm. um, all of that, and kind of look back at where we've been for the past four years that we've been doing this podcast and all 99 episodes that have come before. Yeah, you guys are going to go through this journey with us in fast pace mode <laughs> and see our evolution from Kalina's kitchen to, well, now our, our homes, but you know. Back in my like kitchen. A, back, yeah, back in your kitchen, right. And now my coffins. <laughs> you know, but better sound, more confidence, just a slew of really, really entertaining text that we've read over the years. And yeah. as a bonus, we may or may not have the nice. famous Dan that we talk about all the time. Or I, me, I talk about all the time. <laughs> a certain Daniel might be joining us for a, a small Daniel. segment to introduce him to the world. <laughs> yeah, so I'm going to try to get him on with us, no promises. But we hope that you join us for our next episode. And that'll be in two weeks. Yay! And it'll be super awesome. Can you, um, like, just think about Back to our 50th episode, which we did with Lisa and Corinne. Does that mm-hmm. not feel like 500 years ago? It did. The pandemic exacerbated It that, really however. did, because that was only like November of 19. Yes. It was like and then two years ago. A couple of months later, the world broke. It and did. So it just... Yeah, no, that was, it, it's hard to believe. But yeah, it's, that episode 50 was, so awesome. it feels so long, like it's been forever yeah. since we've been there and, and did that interview. And that was a nice fun one too. That was really fun. We love yeah. that. That was fantastic. So yeah. Okay. Well, cool. In the meantime, please feel free to reach out to us on social media. We'd love to hear from you. We are sh- Dirty Books on all social media platforms, Instagram, TikTok, Facebook, <laughs> Twitter. Not really TikTok. I don't know why I keep saying that. <laughs> I haven't done that in a while. Um, and in all of those places, it's sh- with three H's. Or you can just email us at shdirtybooks at gmail.com. And you could visit us on our website at shdirtybooks.com and most places that you could find podcasts. And if you can, go rate, review, subscribe to us. That would be wonderful. And we hope that you join us for our next episode. Thank you, Jim Talman, as usual for your music. We love it so much. And uh, yeah, I I think that's good. We can't wait to see you guys next time. This is Selat. And this is Kalina. And we'll see you later. Bye-bye. Bye. Yeah, you've been listening to Reading Dirty Books with Kalina and Selat. Be sure to tune into the next episode. Some more of your dirty books read to you. And if you're listening on a format that allows you to give a rating, please do that for them.